Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Being Creative. My name is Rick Leaf. As you know, I am the host of this show where we explore the value of creativity through stories of successes and failures of individuals like us or not like us at all. This week, I'm recording in the Canadian Arctic at the very school where I first met my guest, Miss Natalie Diaz, so many, many years ago. I happen to be back at Chief Sunrise in Catlodeche First Nation where I'm calling her because she assured me in a direct message on Instagram that she has a creative story worth being told. And she was very trustworthy when I knew her uh, at the school. So this is gonna be a good one. Let's jump into this week's episode. Well, this week, it's a little bit different than most because I'm not just sitting in my studio talking to myself. I actually have somebody on the line. I have Natalie <laughs> Diaz, known as, uh, what, what do your students call you? Miss D? Miss mm, Diaz. No, they, went, they did the whole name. They, yeah? Miss Diaz. That's what they always called me. <laughs> okay, we met... Um, <laughs> Many years ago, I actually happen to be doing the show from the Northwest Territories right now, and this is actually the community where I met Natalie, and we were just, before we started recording, trying to figure out if that's been five years or more. Um, since I've been there? Since you've been there. In, or, is, well, that was the last time I saw you, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I would say when you came by, yeah, I... Maybe the last time you were there, I probably had a one-year-old. So, yeah, about five years ago. It's really crazy. Okay, when you were up here, Natalie, what were you teaching? What grades were you teaching? Um, I was – so I was in Betchigo before that for a year. Oh. I was teaching phys ed there, yeah. And then I went to um, the reserve there on Hatlabeche First Nations, and I was there for about five years. So we must have yeah, worked there for a number of years together. Jeez, God, my, my brain is just like, it's hard to remember. Yeah, I. well, I feel like the first time you went there, yeah, it was my first year there. Yes. You you were there my, or maybe my second, maybe my second year. And, um, but then I was on mat leave, so I probably missed you there. Right. And I was on mat leave at some point. Yeah. So when you left yeah. uh, Chief Sunrise, then you said you went to Germany was that were you teaching in Germany uh we were open to that possibility so my husband's German that's why we went to Germany gotcha. um we thought if our son's in the kindergarten there he can learn German and we thought okay let's just see where this takes us let's see if we stay longer or we decided to come back but it seemed like a nice little adventure to do right cool so you were there for one year Mm-hmm. And then now you're in Ontario. Now I'm in Ontario. Yeah. And teaching. Yeah, I am actually. I didn't think. I didn't think I'd want to go back into teaching actually, so I took a little break. Yeah. And um, I just got back into it about like ten months ago, with the idea of like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna see how I feel about this again. Because it took a lot out of me the first time around. <laughs> and, yeah, but I'm loving it. So, yeah, what, I just needed a little break. Gotcha. What grade are you teaching? Um, I Right now, I'm um, 
primary, K to three. But yeah, up north, I was I was usually with intermediate kids, grade six to eight. That was my favorite okay. group to work with. Yeah. That be that would be your choice if you. Yeah. If you could. Yeah, I really like that age. So you know that this whole show is about you know being creative. It's what it's called, but it's the idea of. You know, creativity has something to do with everything from problem solving to team building to resiliency mm-hmm. and conflict resolution and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I I do. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just curious as to kind of I, I know I sent you an email and just said, do you have a story along this kind of lines where, you know, maybe something in the classroom with kids or whatever. So what do you got for me? Um, I guess it's from my experiences with grade six, seven, eight. Uh, it was like my second or third year working with that group. And I just found myself feeling really exhausted that I couldn't find a way to engage them. Hmm. I was just trying everything and I would get the same kind of behavior every day where they slowly trickle in, sit down, kind of slumped in their chairs. Uh, I don't, I could, I, I could just, barely I can get the Yes, right? <laughs> Their hoods on. Yeah. They're very sweet, but I just, like, I was trying to get, like, some kind of reaction, some kind of, like, motivation, and I, I just felt like I was failing there. Um, and I don't know. I felt like I was a really organized person. I thought I had lots of ideas, but. I just suddenly felt like maybe I was doing too much work. Maybe it was all kind of coming from me, and I needed a way to find a way to make it come from them. And, yeah, and then I just I thought, how about I bring in this concept, a choice? And I went to the principal, Christina, at the time, and I kind of asked, if she would allow me to try something different. I'm like, can I just change everything? (laughs) I'm like, I just like need to change it because it's not working. And luckily she gave me that freedom. I was, I'm really lucky. She's like, all right, let's, let's see. And, um, so it, it came about in a lot of different ways, but I thought, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is, um, get them kind of used to this idea of time management and working with agendas. So I brought in, you know, I bought them all agendas and said, all right, let's, let's figure out how we can kind of, you know, set goals and think, you know, break them up and how are we going to achieve those little goals and let's have some timelines here and kind of taught them how to use their agenda. And then when I look back, I guess the concept I had was kind of like kindergarten centers. Okay. where um, essentially when, when the students came in, they could decide what they wanted to do, wanted to do. They could decide what they wanted to learn. They could decide how they were going to even present their learning to us. They knew that they had to share it with the school um, and potentially the community at times. Um, and... Yeah, I guess like for every subject, um, I had to structure it in a way where it's like, okay, let's introduce maybe like a topic and let's kind of come up with lots of questions and what are you curious about here? And um, 
eventually they would choose something they were curious about and they could kind of research or investigate. And um, they could decide how they wanted to structure their day. So, you know, if they're the type of student that wanted to just sit down all day, then they wouldn't be able to reach any of their goals. And they they would have to deal with those consequences themselves. Um, So there were breaks. Like, they could take breaks whenever they wanted. There were conditions. Um, Like, they had, like, a little social room that they can go into. So, you know, in the hallway there where they have that little, like, exit, like a little room, like a little insulated room they could hang out in there. But I I said, make sure there's no more than three of you or so. I'm like, or you could take a bathroom break or you could eat. You decide, but just don't interrupt other people. Um, And I, like... I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know. I just, um, there were the kids, like your go-getters, that would just immediately like, all right, like, let me do this, and I'm busy, like, leave me alone. Um, And then there were other students, like the ones that were really, like, I was trying to get to, they would come into class like they were used to. They would sit down, slump over, and you could see that they'd get restless after a while. They're like, wait a second. And I'm supposed to be doing something. <laughs> and like, like, uh, and eventually, like, sometimes it take 20 minutes, 30 minutes, but eventually they're like, all right, like, let's get working. <laughs> like, and I, I don't know. I, I felt like there was a lot more engagement. You know, the principal herself said that she had seen some of those kids produce things that she's never seen them produce before. Right. Um, it was really great for the kids that didn't come to school often either, because when they would come in, they could just kind of, I don't know, just continue from where they left off the last time. There weren't these huge gaps like, oh, I've been missing and I'm like three quarters into a unit. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do now. because <laughs> You've right. missed everything. So it was really great for those ones because, you know, we had some kids that were, you know, maybe coming twice a month sometimes, like once a week. Uh, So they were able to complete projects by the end. And I had, like, I would always have lessons throughout the day too, though. Like, it wasn't just sit down and kind of do your own thing all day. I had to... um, I had to still do lessons, like math lessons. I I made appointments with them throughout the day so that I can, I guess, help them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'd make appointments like, okay, I'm meeting with you at this time. Like, make time for me because we're going to go over and see where exactly you are in your projects, what you need help with, how can we, you know, keep you on the right track. Um. I still do like, you know, little reading groups with the students. Um, so I was in a weird way, they were busy and I was really busy too. Um, we were just all working and because it was one-on-one, it was just like constantly pulling different kids aside. Right. And, um, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I find it's, I, I find that just fascinating because I'm thinking, you know, for, for a student that was grade six to eight ish. Yeah. Mhm. Where I mean that is that transitioning period of development from, you know, being a little kid to being like a young yeah. adult. You're not really an adult yet, but you're also not really like the little kid anymore. Mm-hmm. And and just how many even cultures have, you know, some sort of ceremony that 
kind of takes you here mm-hmm. today is your moment. You are now no longer, you know, a kid. You are a, an adult, and you have mm-hmm. the responsibilities and the freedoms of that. And it's almost like, like when you were describing them, you know, coming in, and <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna sit here and wait for somebody to direct me, like they mm-hmm. did when I was in grade two. But you don't yeah. really want that. But if you've never had the opportunity to step up and go, okay, like, what if I am in charge of my own, you know, next hour? What would I choose to do? I yeah, think that's a right. really empowering um, perspective. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't really see it in that sense of kind of like that transition between childhood and adulthood and giving them that power. I just... I. Yeah, no, you make really good points there. And I knew it was giving them a lot more responsibility and accountability. I felt that up until then, you know, sometimes when you're that student that just sits down quietly and just, you feel like you're just supposed to say what the teacher wants you to say. And sometimes you don't know the answer and you keep guessing until you get it right. You're like, okay, good, all right. Right. And you kind of slip on by and you feel like that's enough. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. In this case, you, they couldn't, they couldn't do that. Right. And um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like a lot of them gained some confidence. Maybe, you know, some of them were, were stressed, but I think in a good way, like sometimes I'd say, okay, we, I need to do a math lesson right now. Um, everyone let's join together. And some people would say, Oh my God, like I, I have too many things to do, right? <laughs> like, do we actually, have, like, do we have to do this? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, they're just so stressed about their deadline. <laughs> they're self-imposed deadlines. <laughs> well, you know what? Those deadlines I did actually, like, maybe I did. I, I was like, okay, we're the end of this unit. We're, it's going to be this day. So let's, okay. like, break it down. But um, I don't know. I mean... Like, I also was really afraid that some of those students wouldn't be going into grade nine. They wouldn't right. choose to. Right. And what if this, these were, this was their last year? Right. You know, what skills do they need? And Boy, that's that was, a really good point. Yeah, like there's what the sense of responsibility, accountability, meeting deadlines, and, you know, self-assessment and make, I don't know, goal setting and like, what are you really focusing right now? And we had a little like bulletin board up there in the classroom about their goals in different areas, you know? So one of them was self-regulation. Like, you know, some of them, you know, we identified like, yeah, you're a student that tends to kind of come in and sit down and you were stuck there. Maybe you're mentally stuck or physically stuck, but you're stuck. So like, what can we, what can we do? What can you start working on, you know? And sometimes it's just like, just get up and just go to the easiest center there is, like reading. Just go. Right. You know? And so, you know, and I would remind them of that. Like, if they came in, I noticed, okay, they're going to sit there. I'd say, okay, remember what your goals are. Like, you know, which one are you working on? So, um, yeah. I mean, you know, I try to meet with them to, like, have them assess, like, how do you think you've made improvements in this area? Like, what have you noticed? What do you need to do? I mean, it wasn't perfect, but... 
Well, then I don't think any actual solution really is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm you're talking about them being curious. I'm curious, like where I, I get. Um, so my question is going to be like, I, I, I think there's a lot of teachers. I think there's a lot of people that get, say, frustrated with the limitations of the system or the structure or the institution that mm -hmm. they're working in. You took it this really important um, extra step where you're just like, mm -hmm. I'm moving beyond just being frustrated and kind of complaining about it, you know, in the staff room or something. And I'm like coming up okay. with a solution. But where did you come up with the solution? Like, had you, were you reading uh, about something? Were you just like, I think no. this will work? Yeah, yeah. It was like intuition? I, I'm... It was, uh, I, I truly mean it. Like, it was just like, what's not working? Like, oh, like, what, what should I do? Like, I, I don't know. And I just, I don't know. It's like how, I have no idea. And I, I was just so frustrated. And I just, somehow I just came to that idea that it had to be something with choice. That they could choose. Like, sometimes I didn't want to fight them anymore. Like, okay, we're doing math now. Let's go. And. Maybe drums. someone wanted to read instead, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I just feel like, shouldn't we, you know, like maybe I should kind of follow what they want to do, but like, how does that, I, how does that even work? I, and it was an experiment. It was definitely an experiment. And I, I would say I probably burnt myself out by the end of it because I was maybe too many. Hang on, everybody. I have to phone her back. <clears throat> I don't know how I lost you. You want me? I, I, I lost you there. Yeah, maybe it was me. I don't know. <laughs> Do you remember what I'm you were sorry. talking about, though? You were talking uh, about how you kind of maybe burned yourself out. Yes, because I was doing too many new things at once. Right. And, um, you know, and I... I remember asking people at school, like, where can I get advice? Because when you're, you feel like you're get you're reinventing the wheel, like, and they'd say, well, there's nowhere else to look because you're doing something new. And, and obviously like different aspects of the day, I would try to research like, oh, is there something about time management or is there something about goal setting? And, and, um, but when I look back on it now, I don't know if it's necessarily that new of an idea. I think, you know, maybe there's other movements like this. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, is Montessori like this? I don't know. Hmm. Um, I, so there, I don't know, but I, I definitely see the issue. <laughs> I, I, I would love to like further kind of explain that idea but I do think too it does depend on the type of class you have right um, maybe some classes wouldn't really thrive with that uh, I know up north though I was able to pursue that idea because of where I was working well if your principal has your back yeah that's huge exactly yeah it was the team that I had there yeah you know, the superintendent even knew about it. Hmm. And, you know, like, so it, right. I don't know. And, like, I feel that the community themselves, uh, do they trust the school more? 
I don't know, but mm. when I work in a different school, like me, you know, working now, it's, I don't have that freedom right. to do everything that I want. And that was the beauty about working in the Northwest Territory. There was just so much more freedom. Well, you, and you bring up like a really interesting point to me. I mean, I, I come from the art and culture industry that I've, you know, found my way into the education system as a kind of a creative consultant. But Uh my perspective on my own industry, you would think that arts and culture would be really um, innovative and creative and full of, I mean, you can't have innovation Uh without creativity. Uh, So you'd think because you're in this creative industry, you'd have tons of innovation and on the practical Uh level, artistic level, you would. Our institutions, whether it was the Canada Council for the Arts or SOCAN or fact or Manitoba Film and Sound or any of the organizations I've ever worked with, they're actually some of the least innovative and creative organizations <laughs> I've met. That's sad. And I've realized it's because, you know, the creative class is not actually in charge of that. It's the the managers and the people who know how to manage systems and and institutions and structures are the ones who rise to places of power and they're not the innovators themselves mm-hmm. um, and I've definitely seen that from the outside looking in on education mm-hmm. you, you know to travel from school to school to school or different territories or, or places in the country and you I, I, I have no idea like because I'm not an educator I have no mm-hmm. idea how this standardized testing does not like mm-hmm. kill virtually every good mm-hmm. thing in the world because, mm-hmm. you know, you see this place, uh, like you're instilling in what you've just described, you're really instilling advocacy for yourself, self-management, all of those things, initiative, um, playing to your strengths, identif- like m- time management, mm-hmm. schedule management, every, every mm-hmm. skill that kid would need walking out of that school. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, I'm just, that's a, such an exciting I mean, I don't know what happened to any of those kids after they left your class, but I can only imagine that this experience was like positive for them moving forward. I hope so. I hope so. I And yeah, I talked to some of them now. And But you know, it's funny what you were saying about how even in your industry, how I guess restrictive it can be. And you know, you find that in education too. You would think when we're working with children our futures that there would be like room for innovation in a sense right but you know what i'm finding recently i don't feel like sometimes it's the school board themselves that are now dictating how we learn i mean they do they have a huge say but now it's like some parents have a say like you know, the parents that jump at every little thing that a teacher might be doing and, you know, you have all these liability issues. It's like you can't do anything now. And I don't know. I feel like in that sense, that's how I'm feeling most of the limitations. Now it's like, you know, I'm not necessarily worried about a principal telling me no, 
you know, there are some really flexible principles out there, but now I feel like a lot of hands are tied because, oh, wait, what if that parent comes out and now is critical of this? Right. You know? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yes. It is so frustrating. No, you're right. Yeah, so when I look back, like, when I look back working at Chief Sunrise, I don't think I fully appreciated what I had. To the fullest extent. Like, I loved right. it there. I loved the kids. I loved the community, yeah. you know? And, but now it's like, wow, like, I really had a good, <laughs> like, I had, I had a special experience. <laughs> well, and you know what? Like, it is such a small school. Yeah. Uh, but it is one of my favorite, if not, like, yeah, I love it. Uh, in, in the entire country, and I, all I've done for 10 years is travel to schools, and there's just something so special about, right? yeah, this, I mean, there's probably no teachers left from when you were here. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. You well, know, like, I know Diane's still there. Diane is, Diane yeah, actually. Got to spend the day with her out on the land today. Oh. Yeah, her and, sure. like, some of the, like, Dolores, you know, some of the school yeah. staff is still the same but yeah and i guess i'm I'm, to say that i'm just like excited that there's something bigger than any of the one or two i mean everybody's special and unique and plays a a really important part in making a community Mm -hmm. i'm just glad that you know even when some of the the administrators or the teachers or whatever that i connected with and i'm just like whoa that's gonna be different going back that teacher's not there mm-hmm. or that teacher's not there or it's a new principal or I wonder how it's going to go and it still remains every single time I come this really really special experience and so I just think there's something yeah isn't know. that amazing it like, is it, like I you know when I look back it's that culture that we had in the school like everyone mm-hmm. seemed to be on the same page I don't know if it was something that we kind of got from the community itself too because it was a small community. It's like a big family. Yeah. And how somehow that made us all connected too in the school. Like all, all the classes were linked in some kind of way, mm-hmm. you know, their older brothers and sisters and you knew, right. you, you know, they're all their families and, and all the teachers kind of collaborate in that sense too. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, uh, we all like, I just felt like we all really deeply cared right. about the kids. Yeah. It was like really special. If something bad happened, we were like devastated along with the community. Mm-hmm. It was just, yeah, it was. It is a really special school. So, like, is that what you were t- kind of talking about? You didn't know if you wanted to come back. Right at the beginning, you said you didn't know if you wanted to go back to teaching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I feel like maybe when I was up north, like I got really invested in the kids, and I just, I don't know if you're ever really truly ready for all the trauma that residential schools had on Indigenous communities, and when you're there and you just it's like it's devastating you know yeah you only get a small little kind of idea but you're like i don't know i just 
I found it really hard, and then I had some kind of mental health breakdown. Then I've never, ever had any history of any kind of mental health issues, and I just um, then kind of thought maybe teaching is too much for me, you know, because it's like you get so invested, and it's so much of who, I don't know, you put so much of who you are into it, and... I was just thinking maybe I just want something simpler. I don't know. I didn't know. I I I knew like I, I needed to go because I felt like I was burnt out and I'd be a disservice really as a teacher. I'm like, you know what? I can't put in all my energy and you need to. You need to be like all there. Yeah. And so I just, you know, in a way, maybe that's why we went to Germany. I don't know. We want to try something new. So you know, while I was in Germany, I thought uh, maybe I won't go back into teaching. I don't know. And, and you weren't teaching I was a little in bit... Germany? Like you no, no. English. Like I tried to, yeah, I applied here and there, but never got anything. And I was kind of grateful for the break anyway. Right. And um, and when I came back to Ontario, I thought, uh, I don't know. I don't really want to get into it. So much work. And I, you know, can I take that again? But uh, I thought I'd give it a try. So I, I got back into teaching, I think, like, April last year. So it's been almost a year. Okay. And I'm I'm happy to be back. I am happy to be back. It is, it is easier in some ways. Right. But because of the lack of trauma, I guess. Well, yeah. you know, um, I don't know. It was in the last year or two. I was in a was in a school somewhere in northern BC. I, at, at least the second time I'd been there. A small little community, and the principal uh, said, "Oh, come over to my house and have a glass of wine with me and my husband, you know, tonight or whatever." Uh-huh. So I wander over to their house, and and this was maybe you know Tuesday or Wednesday night. And uh, I was going to be in that school for a week. And she said, oh, it's probably Tuesday night. And she's like, okay, well, you've been in my school for a couple days. You've probably figured out all my staff, you know, which ones are in over their head, which ones are super engaged and loving it, and which ones are just coasting to the to retirement. Uh-huh. And I never uh-huh. actually um, <laughs> categorized uh, teachers <laughs> in know, such it's kind a of... way. But... To be fair, as she said, all of those categories, I just, these faces popped into my head and I was like, I knew exactly who she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> I don't Isn't know. Isn't that funny? It is funny. But and it's <clears throat> sad too. It, yeah. Well, and it's sad. And, you know, I, I guess I feel like at this point, like you were talking about, you know, you have your. Like to me, the teachers who are just like, I don't give a rip anymore. I'm just, they're mm-hmm. they're counting down the, the days and weeks and months and years or whatever it is, to mm-hmm. their pension. And I get it. And and if they were content, to just, sit at the back of that sort of staff room with their hoodie up and not, drag anyone else down, I'd say whatever, man. It's your life. You know, go for mm-hmm. it. It's odd to me to watch how some people who aren't happy 
and they're not inspired and they don't want to put that effort in actually somehow f- seem to feel that the, ex- the success or the enthusiasm of somebody else somehow comes at their expense. And to see that kind of old guard want to tear you down or, or mm-hmm. you know, kind of put the thumb down on any ideas or innovation. And, and I can just think of all of the teachers who would listen to your story, feel what the pain was for the problem you were trying to solve, who would go to their principal, maybe not be supported or, or whatever, or try mm-hmm. to speak that out maybe in a staff meeting or a staff room and, and, and not have the support and have the opposite. Like, you can't do that. That's a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I feel like I picked that up in a lot of different schools. And so I think, um, I'm just really glad that you, you had that support yeah. in that moment for you to be able to take that step and then have that success with those kids. That's so cool. Yeah, and I, it's funny because if, you know, the principles granted me with that, what I then mm. was able to grant my own students, that, that right. freedom, right. you know, that sense of choice. So, um, yeah, I feel sorry for teachers that are in situations where they don't really have that freedom. And I just, uh, I always hope, yeah, I don't know, like when you lose that, that spirit to teach, like that drive. And you're just coasting. I, I think I had maybe I was lucky that I was able to take time off, right. but I can't help but think of the ethical implications of that. Like you're you have students there that are spending like an entire year with you, and how many hours a day are they with you? Yeah. I don't know. Like I yeah. just um, like oh dear, I just I can't help it. I I wouldn't want it for my own kid. So that's right. Um, Sometimes you just have to make that decision to walk away, you know? I don't know. But maybe it's just easier said than done. It comes with privilege, so. I guess we just do what we can do, right? Yeah, sometimes we just... Ruth always said, sometimes people are just trying the best they can. Right. And at the time, I was like, oh, God, like, I don't agree with you. But now, like... (laughs) But I do now. (laughs) so it's really forgiving that way so well i love that yeah. story that's a really good one i'm glad you did yeah it was yeah it was a fun time exhausting but exciting i say it was really exciting so you're i'm like yeah kindergarten they're on the right track there given that sense of choice yeah so you're teaching the little dudes right now yeah, I'm actually teaching them phys ed, art, dance, and health. Okay, that sounds like a pretty and great day. It is. It's, like, amazing. And um, I'm, like, a rock star, you know, because every time I come into a classroom, they cheer my name, honestly. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. Because... I'm like, hey, hey. They're like, what day is it today? I'm like, ah. like, yeah. You know, is it June today? Yes. I'm like, I, honestly, like, I just, <laughs> I'm like, I have, like, an amazing day every day, generally. <laughs> I'm just so excited. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'm glad for you. Yeah. Yeah. And how old are your kids now? 
what? Oh my gosh. I know. Were you were you that chief sunrise when I brought my daughter? Were you still there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a class that she did, right? She was doing martial arts with all the kids. Yes, yes. Okay, now it's all coming back to me. Yes. <gasps> yeah, oh. what am I saying? I can actually right now picture you in the video. In the <laughs> lobby. When we got everybody in the lobby. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. And I always remember your story about how you guys left and traveled. I often look back, you know, when you're saying how your daughter was like more of a homebody and you're kind of worried about how yeah. she'd be, but she totally kind of just adapted and like thrived in the new kind of lifestyle you guys had. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always think about it because, you know, I do love traveling and yeah, and how kids benefit from change and exploring the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to thank you for coming on this little episode and sharing your story. No problem. Because no that problem. was thank uh, you. really great. And uh, if you ever, if you have another story that comes up, uh, send me an email. We'll talk about that one as well. <laughs> I All know, right. I can't think of one, but who knows. But yeah, thank you so much for listening and being excited about my story. It's always nice that people share that kind of enthusiasm yeah. for this. So. Absolutely. Okay, well, <clears throat> okay. until next time, everyone. Uh, yeah. Have a great, uh, have a great <laughs> week, and we'll talk <laughs> soon. Okay. Hang on, don't hang up on me. I know. <laughs>